Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live and today we have the director of the upcoming movie The Invitation, Jessica M. Thompson. Jessica, thank you so much for being our guest. How are you doing today? Absolute pleasure. I'm doing fantastically. How are you? I'm doing great. It is an honor to talk to you. The movie, guys, again, is called The Invitation. It is releasing nationwide in theaters on August 26th, just a few weeks away. That's what we are going to be breaking down today. So uh, Jessica here directed it and co-wrote it. So that's worthy noting right there. So let's get right to it. Like I said, you directed this film and you co-wrote it as well. What element of the whole vampire lore, which we as an audience have seen a lot of, did you want to make unique and special and bring to the invitation? Yeah, I think, you know, definitely vampires are something that have attracted audiences for forever and me alike, you know. Um, uh, but really what I found, uh, what I was drawn to in this film was the fact that it was an origin story of a bride of Dracula. And I felt like I hadn't really seen that before. It felt like a fresh take and it was like a contemporary version of that. Uh, I also really loved the way into the story that it was about this, you know, lonely artist living in New York. And I moved to New York when I was 24 to become a filmmaker. And, um, you know, and I remember being that person and she takes the DNA test and finds out she has these relatives. And I, it was definitely something, a storyline that I could identify with. Going back to the DNA test, uh, I got to ask you, do you think when she does meet this family that's over in England and the family which is run by Walter, do you think it was a complete shock to the vampire family that they had this other family member or was the whole thing staged? I mean, spoiler alert, but they had been seeking, you know, someone in that bloodline because to them they need those four bloodlines in order to be able to survive in order to be able to retain their powers uh like it says in the film like uh they don't immortality is not guaranteed mm -hmm. so they needed uh someone of evie's bloodline now they didn't know that they had anyone so the fact that evie did this blood test was a surprise to them but a very welcome surprise uh one that they needed otherwise their species could would not continue very nice now uh some of the we can't avoid uh but you know, making the references. There are some character names in this movie that reference uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Lucy, the Harker family as well. Was that just you and your co-writer just paying tribute and homage to one of the most famous and oldest vampire stories out there? There's actually over 90 Easter eggs in the film that are from Bram Stoker's Dracula. So uh, I definitely yeah, miss them. <laughs> yeah, you you picked up on the names for sure. So yeah, it's playing homage to you know uh, the original, the OG of vampire stories, right? Which was you know something that I read in high school and I remember loving. Um, but also to me, it's about this world that's so duplicitous and that has everyone in the town involved, you know. And that's the horror behind it is that it's not just this one man he's got a whole community of people vampires and people that are you know in cahoots mm -hmm. to keep his power and that was to me the metaphor of the whole film is about smashing the patriarchy right and that's what i found was drawn to is that this low uh, this lonely you know young woman uh ends up rising up and taking down the most powerful man in the world and i think that's a story we can all get behind absolutely uh you mentioned this earlier as well about the four families and in the, what makes this film unique is that we have vampires 
uh, living and working with mortals uh, to keep the hierarchy of power. That is very unique, something I don't think I've ever seen before in a vampire story. Uh, what was your inspiration for that? How did you come up with that? Yeah, to me, it's like, um, so it was this kind of reference to these kind of old school patriarchal colonial powers, right? And that it's never just, uh, it's never just the men, it's quite often the women that are involved in, in keeping up this old world power and uh, supplying it. Um, so to me, it was something that I felt you know, what is the benefit to these humans? The humans, you know, this man has been able to curate wealth for thousands of years. And now as a benefit to those humans, he's paying them off. He's literally, and this is what marriage used to be. Like, let us it's only been in the last 50 years that women had any choice in the matter. <laughs> you know, we couldn't even own a house. We couldn't even, uh, you know, get a credit card in our name. Yeah. So really marriage was about financial, you know, uh, pro uh, prosperity between two families. So these men are literally selling off their daughters to this evil man, this evil genius, this evil kind of character. And I just felt like that was something that, uh, like you said, was unique, hadn't been, to hadn't been told before, and something that I felt was still relevant to today. Yeah. Could it be looked at as a way of sort of uh, mortal people selling their souls to the devil in exchange for wealth and power? Absolutely. I think you're onto something there. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I won't name any any of them, but <laughs> I think we know the one. Now, let's talk about Thomas Doherty and Natalie Manuel. I mean, the perfect casting of those two to play Walt and Evie. Uh, Thomas Doherty, who plays Walt, uh, charming, charismatic, good-looking guy, everything you would want in this uh, vampire did you have to go through a lot of people to find your perfect Walt? Yeah, no, it wasn't an easy feat. Um, actually, you know, I know Thomas is really popular in the YA world, but um, I didn't actually know who he was. And then when his audition came through, it's, it literally stopped me in my tracks. I think I was like half paying attention, half doing something else. And I, I was like, who's, who's this guy? Like it was, he literally, it's not just like he's obviously he has these striking looks, but it's the way he commands space. It's his presence. It's, um, you know, the, what he does with the characters. There's so many layers to the character because he's playing, you know, the romantic hero, but also we all know he's the super villain. Right. Yeah. Um, and he was, I really saw those layers and that depth, even in his early audition tape. Um, and I think he's bound for big things. This guy, you oh, know, yeah. I think he's, an absolute talent. Um, he's charming. Also, he's a delight to work with, you know, and that really goes a long way with me. It'll go, and it should. It goes a long way in the world. I have a no asshole policy, and uh, <laughs> you know, and he and he's an absolute delight. And him and Natalie, you know, they just really led this cast uh, wonderfully. Did uh, was Natalie cast first, and you were trying to find somebody that would really have good chemistry with Natalie? Yeah, absolutely. Natalie was always on my number one for this uh, role. Brilliant actress. She's someone who, brilliant actress and deserves a lead. And she had not, I cannot believe she had not had a lead in a film before uh, this film. And I'm glad that I was so, I'm so honored to be the one to be able to cast her in this role. Um, she's an incredible talent and she gives her all. And she has, you know, so many layers and so much humanity in her and such an empath. She's really, you know, a delightful human. And um, she is wildly talented. And I'm glad that we show off the breadth of her range in this film. Um, she brought it every single day. And I would love to work with her again. She's 
I was so surprised that, you know, she rose to prominence in Game of Thrones. And to not really see her since, it was a shock. And I 100% agree with you. She deserved this lead and she was great. Uh, As the film progresses, we see the family do a gesture where they put their two fingers over their lips. That's not really explained in the film. Is it sort of left up for viewer interpretation or does that have a secret meaning? I mean, it has a meaning to me, but it's definitely like up to up to you know interpretation. Um, to me, it's kind of like you know the symbol a symbol of uh, buying secrecy, buying silence. Um, you know, I really love like in the Hunger Games that kind of that symbol that Katniss yeah. gives for the revolution. But we can what think of other symbols like that, that yeah. dictate, yeah, yeah, that dictators have used in history to kind of like tell you who and these secret handshakes the secret societies to me it's like their way of identifying who's on the in who's on the inside yeah um and who's in cahoots so yeah i wanted to come up with uh with a symbol and that's the one and to me it was kind of like zipping your lips you know it's kind of like buying silence what happens Um, here stays here exactly and so i i like that it's i keep it a mystery i don't think it needs to be explained but i'm glad that you picked up on it and um i think it's just some kind of like little intriguing bit of information yeah exactly now let's talk about two other characters victoria and lucy you could not have two more opposite characters than those two Mm -hmm. i want to talk about lucy because victoria is what you would expect uh being sort of a bride of a vampire type of woman crass doesn't really give a crap you know mean-spirited then you have lucy uh empathetic sympathetic kind she's sort of the enigma out of those two what was your driving force when you were, you know, thinking up of the character for Lucy? Well, I really, to me, that was the thing that I worked on the most uh, between Blair, when Blair, when I first read Blair's script and worked on the script with her, was that I felt like uh, Evie needed to identify with one of the characters and needed to find humanity within them. And I think, um, you know, Lucy was sold into this uh, system when she was so young um and i feel like she's the eternal little sister you know always yeah. looking up to and trying to win her big sister over um but also there's something about evie and evie's empathy you know she speaks to the maids and she doesn't talk down to them and she's so kind and generous and i think there's something about evie's character that pulls out the humanity in lucy and makes her remember who she really is yeah. um and i don't want to spoil what yeah. happens but lucy becomes a pivotal force in the film Um, And that was important for me to set up all the way through, Um, you know, and I think, yeah, Victoria is more of the old guard, you know, she's more of the more of the old style version of this world. Yeah. And it's even referenced that Victoria is much older than Lucy in the film. We don't know by exactly how much, I don't think, but she's much older. Uh, Speaking of Easter eggs, there is a scene when Evie's in her bedroom and she's wearing an Outlander T-shirt. Now, that's an another easter egg that's not related to bram stoker's dracula but it's very fitting because from the moment evie stepped into that mansion she stepped back into time and i just thought that outlander t-shirt was uh very appropriate uh everything from yeah you picked up on all the layers i love that (laughs) from the, the beginning of the film you know you're in modern times but the moment she arrives at that mansion it's like she walks back into the 18th, 17th century. Uh, what was the meaning behind that T-shirt and Outlander in particular that you wanted to 
was it just saying, hey, you know, a reference to just stepping back in time? Yeah, I mean, you've definitely picked up on one of the layers of it. Another layer was that she's someone who kind of wants a romance, right? I don't know about you, but I was someone who didn't know what Outlander was and then during the pandemic, like, binged it all. <laughs> like, and so I just thought uh, that's something that I think a lot of the world would identify with when they see that T-shirt, that she's someone who's kind of looking for love, you know, as well. But you're right, when she steps into this uh, castle, it's kind of like stepping back into time, right? Yeah. Um, and me and the production designer, Felicity Abbott, really um, – Kind of focused on that and our visual aesthetic design uh you know if you notice every single light fixture in the house is modern yeah but everything else, all the furniture is old so we really felt like these people have been around for hundreds of years and they'd be collecting antiques and collecting things throughout history um and so we did i didn't want it to look like a mishmash of design i still wanted to look you know homogenous and like in in character and in style um but to me i really wanted to play with that contrast of modern and gothic and yeah. it's, I got to give you credit here. It is very noticeable. The lighting, the atmosphere, the costumes. Oh my God, the costumes in this film were just absolutely fabulous. Like I said, when she stepped into that mansion, we really feel like we were transported back into the 18th century at least. Now, yeah. um, and all those costumes are bespoke, you know, they were all hand created and by our incredible costumer, Danielle Knox. And, you know, they, they specifically had. You know different eras so when lucy was turned she was turned in the 1920s so if you notice a lot of her costumes are from the 1920s yeah. well victoria's are from an older time because she just turned before yeah. that and that was all done very intentionally nice uh would you say that evie's desire to get a family again she lost her mother recently clouded her judgment to where she does this dna test all of a sudden this unknown family pops up across the pond in England and it sort of clouds her judgment and wanting to have a family so bad jumps in before looking. Yeah, no, absolutely. And don't forget she's grieving, you know, she's just lost her mother a few months ago. So um, that definitely can cloud your judgment. But that being said, I'm someone who's always up for an adventure. And if someone was like, I'll pay your way to go on this incredible trip, I'd like, Let's do it. Um, you know, you just don't, I'd like to think that you don't have to always go through the world not trusting uh, everyone. You know, people are stereotypically good, um, I think, overall. Um, I'm not jaded yet. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think she's like someone who's got a bit of naivety to her. Um, but I don't, I, I was really adamant about, I didn't want to make, you know, she's definitely not a dumb woman. She's incredibly smart. Oh, yeah. She's just someone who has a big heart. Um, and you know, I'm a smart woman and I've definitely gone on adventures, uh, that are not dissimilar to what she went on. And thank God I came back alive. <laughs> Evie is a very powerful character. There is that we do see some vulnerability as every human being has, but overall, she's a very empowered woman. She stands up right from the moment she, she arrives at that mansion and we're not going to give away any more. Yeah. You see that, right? Yeah. She, uh, she talks back to the butler. To the she's butler. always standing up for the maid. Yeah. She She's got a powerful conviction in her, and I love that about her. I want to thank you so much, Jessica. We're out of time. Guys, I cannot recommend this movie enough. It's called, again, The Invitation. It is coming out Friday, August 26th in theaters nationwide. Uh, check it out. It's a vampire story with twists you have never seen before in a vampire story. Uh, Jessica here directed the film. She co-wrote the film. You won't be disappointed. Any final thoughts you want to share before we go, Jessica? 
No, I'm so excited for you all to see, and I want you to tell me what uh, what you love about it. Please, let me know. Absolutely. Again, thank you to our guest, Jessica. Thank you to our audience who tuned in live, Thanks, and those John. of you who will be watching this later on. On behalf of Jessica M. Thompson and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody.